ברוך חי ברוך הגבר, אשר יפתח בשם, והויו והויו אשר, והויו אשר יפתח הוי. ברוך חי ברוך הגבר, אשר יפתח בשם, והויו והויו Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. Last Tuesday I asked a question, which became the introduction to a new topic that we are going to continue to explore until we have completed all that needs to be said, and that is whether or not it is a good idea or a bad idea to daven from a smartphone. Uh, based on the feedback that I received and the number of questions and comments that followed, it seems to me that this is something that seems to be a question of relevance to many of our listeners. And so therefore, I'm going to continue to take time with this question. So if you recall, if not, I encourage you to go back to last Tuesday's recording. Uh, we discussed whether or not uh, Dominic from a smartphone was a good idea or a bad idea. We started with five pros. Uh, I listed, uh, based on the uh, essay that was written by Rabbi Ari Leibowitz on this topic, uh, at least five advantages, if you will, five reasons why it may be advisable, or at the very least, it may be appropriate for certain individuals uh, to daven from a smartphone. There seem to be some potentially some real concrete and tangible benefits to davening from a smartphone. That being said, there are at least that many, if not more, concerns that we would want to address as well. And I'm going to continue, beginning this morning, to work through each of those concerns one by one. The first primary concern that we mentioned last week is that one could raise the question as to whether or not it is possible to daven from a smartphone without putting ourselves in a situation in which we are more likely to be distracted. And somebody may say, well, so what? With all due respect, if I choose to put myself in a situation where I may be more likely distracted, isn't that my personal business? So it's not so simple. The Gemara in Brachos, Tafheim and Beis, says that when a person is davening, there should be nothing that is separating between him, the one who is davening, and the wall in which he is facing. Right? The Gemara seems to be describing a situation in which a person is davening up against the wall, flush against the wall, and there shouldn't be anything that is separating between this mispala and the wall. And Beis Yosef in Simen Sadi has a discussion over there, which includes several opinions that we've shown him as to what exactly is the extent of this concern. And the Beis Yosef goes on to say that there was a question that was posed to the Rambam. He was asked, is it okay for a person to daven in a room in which there is art that is hanging from the wall? Right? If I have, uh, let's say, a what he describes over here seems to be a cloth, some big drape with pictures and colors that is, um, seems to be, like I said, some sort of artistic design that is hanging on the wall, is this going to be a problem for the person who is davening? And the conclusion over here, the Beis Yosef seems to be, well, if it is something that is merely there for decorative purposes, but there are no pictures per se, and there are just, let's say, nice sheets or drapes that are hanging from the wall, so then there would not seem to be any problem. However, if what he describes over here is begadim, these uh, articles of cloth, of clothing, this material is very uh, colorful or has lots of pictures. So this is something that could potentially interfere with a person's kavana. And it goes on to say as well that it's not limited to art. If there are other things that, let's say, are on the floor right in front of me when I'm trying to daven, these are things that can compete for my attention. And according to the Beis Yosef, this is something that should be avoided. Now, he says, listen, at the end of the day, he says, we are accustomed to try to go ahead and to close our eyes or to raise our eyes, to distract our eyes when we are davening. This way we can avoid being unnecessarily distracted by these items. That is true. But all things being equal, 
it does seem very clear that the halacha requires us to move things that may distract us from our davening. This is actually recorded la halacha in Shulchan Aruch and that same Simon Simon Sadi. The Mechaber writes, Tzarech shalo yehidavar chotzeitz beinu levein akir. A person has to remove anything that would separate between him and the wall. Now the Mishnah mentions over there that b'di'eved, this does not disqualify a tefillah, right? If a person has something that could distract him when davening, it is not the kind of thing we would say, well, after the fact you have to daven again. That is true. However, it is very clear that l'chachila, it is proper for a person to remove any such objects which may distract him. In fact, the Mishnah himself discusses what happens if there's nowhere else I can daven. The only place I can stand are places where I will be distracted. He says, listen, you should still daven, but you should try to make every effort to see to it that you can eliminate, or at least to whatever extent possible, reduce uh, this level of distraction by closing your eyes, by looking closer into the sitter, whatever the case may be. But this has to be a priority. For a person who is davening, one has to be very mindful of the fact that Allah actually legislates the degree to which we are permitted to go ahead and be in a place in which we will be distracted. In the next uh, Sif and Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber writes, there is an opinion that says, that when I am davening, I should try to avoid davening behind any person. It is advisable, it would be good, to take this position into consideration. So this is really interesting. The Mechaber says that when davening Shimon Esrei, better, if possible, not to daven behind any person. There should be nothing between me and the wall. Now, on this point, the Mishabur asks a question, which I imagine many of us are wondering right now, and that is, wait a second, how is that possible? How can everybody in shul avoid davening behind somebody else? That, that's just not going to be possible. And the Mishabur says, you're right, that if you're davening in shul, it's going to be impossible. However, there may be certain individuals who have the option to select a seat. And when selecting a seat, all things being equal, and again, all things are not always equal. In fact, they rarely are. However, if I have a choice, it would be better to go ahead and daven up against the wall because this way I will minimize any distractions. When I open my eyes during Shemon Esri, if I should open my eyes, instead of seeing people in front of me and to the side of me, back of me, and seeing all people move around, and, who's, and who knows what will distract me, I will be standing up against the wall, and that will minimize any distractions. When davening at home, says the Mishnah Baruch, this should certainly be a priority. Rather than davening behind somebody else, or in a place where I'll be distracted, daven up against the wall. But Correct. When I'm in shul, it's going to be impossible for everybody to adhere uh, to this standard. Nevertheless, we see from here, it's very clear, that when we can avoid putting ourselves in a situation in which we are going to daven, in a place when we will be distracted, we are required to do so. We have to try to minimize these distractions. Related to this, I should mention, uh, and this is more likely to happen if one is davening at home or some other location other than shul, but the Mishnah over here mentions as well, that uh, one should avoid davening in front of a mirror uh, for two reasons. Uh, The first one is because, well, if I'm davening facing a mirror, so it looks a little strange. It may look as if I am davening to my own reflection, which is, of course, problematic. But even separate from this reason, it is mentioned that it would still be problematic because this is more likely, again, to interfere with my kavana. And if I open my eyes and I see what's in front of me, I will become distracted by my own appearance. I may feel the need to fix my hair, whatever the case may be. Okay, so bringing this conversation right now back to smartphones, how does this relate to the question at hand? Uh, obviously, the Shulchan Aruch does not discuss davening from a smartphone, so what would we say? So it would seem it would seem reasonable to suggest that if the halacha is found in the Gemara and recorded in Shulchan Aruch is that when I am davening, I have to try to remove things that may distract me. I have to try to remove anything that may serve as a distraction, even certain artwork and certain objects that may be in front of me when I am davening. And all things being equal, I should be standing up flush against the wall, so I not be distracted with other things. Well, it would seem, therefore, that a smartphone, 
with which it is possible to become distracted for a whole variety of reasons, the least of which because the phone will constantly uh, inform me of all new notifications, if it's text messages or emails, whatever the case may be. So this is something that could certainly serve as a major, major source of distraction. And so therefore, it would seem best not to use a smartphone. However, one could counter-argue, I suppose, that if, when I am davening, I am careful to turn all of my other apps off and probably put my phone into what's called airplane mode, so I will not be able to receive any such notifications. And so if anything is coming in from the outside, I will not see it on my phone. I will not feel it on my phone. My phone is essentially disconnected. So I suppose a case could be made that if I'm careful to look at my sitter app only, that I've essentially removed all distractions. I think this question as to whether or not a smartphone, again, in airplane mode, will serve as a distraction for a particular individual, this is really going to depend on each individual's personal experience. You know, there are numerous instances, uh, most notably in Parshas Kadoshim, where the Torah uh, tells us of certain mitzvos, and then after recording the particular mitzvah, the Pasuk says, Hashem, and you should fear God. It's a little strange that the importance of Yeras Hashem is recorded in conjunction with particular mitzvos. And Rashi over there mentions, so for example, when it comes to the Isra of Lifnaiver, the Torah says, which generally means that we should be careful that when we are giving people advice, we should give them advice that is good for them. And we shouldn't give advice that, that we know to be bad advice, or perhaps even worse than that, we shouldn't advise people in ways that serve our own self-interest, but are not necessarily what's best for them. And after the Torah says, the Torah says, and you should fear God. So Rashi says, because when it comes to this, it is not the kind of thing that would be obvious to any others. How can anybody know whether or not the advice that I gave somebody was well-intentioned or not? If somebody had asked me for my opinion, and I go ahead and I tell them one thing, how can anybody ever know whether or not I knew that I was giving this person good advice or bad advice? It says Rashi, it is possible to go ahead and sort of push someone off. My intentions were pure. I had good intentions. Therefore, says Rashi, Therefore, the Torah says, you should fear God in conjunction with this mitzvah, because God knows your intentions, and He knows whether your intentions were pure or not. And says Rashi, says Rashi, the same is true when it comes to all matters that are Musr Lalev, and other people don't know. The Torah says, and there are other ones in this particular parsha. You take a look in Parsha's Kedosha. But the point that I'm making is it would seem to me that the question as to whether or not using a smartphone serves as something which will distract the person when davening, or as some may even argue, it enhances my kavana. And I've heard people say this, using a smartphone enhances my kavana. Now, I'm going to, at this point, not editorialize on that point. I'm going to take it as a matter of fact that there may be people out there, from their perspective, this enhances their kavana. Again, even for somebody to make such a claim, it would have to be that the only thing that is appearing on his screen at any point is the Sitter app itself. But if there's even the possibility for other notifications, it's, it's really hard for me to believe. And I think this is something as well, just like Rashi says over here, these are hadvarim hamusurim lelev. This is not the kind of thing that I could say objectively is or is not a fact. And if a person is going to say, so one has to be honest with himself, is this really enhancing my kavana or not? I should mention that I remember hearing from my dear mentor, Dr. David Pelkovitz, that there were many studies that were set up in order to 
measure the extent to which smartphones distract a person in all different settings. So I believe he was talking about various school settings in different levels, high school, college, university level. And they were trying to figure out, are students more likely to pay attention if their smartphone is not in the room, if it's in the bag, whatever the case may be. And what they seem to have concluded repeatedly is that when a smartphone is out and in front of me, even if it is off and even if it is turned over, and so therefore I cannot actually see the screen at all, the mere fact that it is there competes for my attention. I'm not using it. I'm not looking at it. I cannot hear it. It's off. But apparently, it's mere presence, the fact that something which often and typically does serve as such a powerful distraction is right there. It competes for my attention at that very moment. And so therefore, based on this, I think at the very least, a credible case could be made that merely having the phone in front of me, even if it, again, essentially is completely off and disabled, this can serve as a distraction. So regarding this point, and we're going to discuss a few more in the next uh, sessions on this topic, regarding this point, I'm going to leave it up to you. What choice do I have? Right? I can only tell you the halacha. The halacha says that when we are davening, we must try to eliminate all distractions. We are not permitted to daven in a place, in a context, in a situation in which there are things that are unnecessarily going to distract us. And so therefore we have to ask ourselves this question. Um, and if any of us, and I imagine it will be many of us, come to the conclusion that at the end of the day, no matter what, despite all of the benefits of davening from a smartphone, it will distract me, well, then we have to reach the simple conclusion that one should not use a smartphone when davening. If you are such a person who can say honestly that this is not the case, that I can use a smartphone and it does not distract me, okay, so then we can continue to have this conversation and see what other issues may come up. Uh, I look forward to continuing this conversation, Bez Hashem, next Tuesday. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. Day,